Yeah, it's working. Awesome. All right, we're ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> Zero warm up. We don't need it. All right, three, two, one. One sec. Let's do a little test first. <laughs> okay, sure. Um, let's just talk for two seconds. Hey, Chris, how's it going? Good, good. All right, enough testing. Let me it check works. out the audio. All works. Because the last thing you want to do is record for an hour and a half and realize you didn't record it. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, perfect. The test worked. Good. Yeah, man. It, it looks pretty sunny where you're at. Oh, yeah. You're right next to your big window overlooking the Montreal Valley. Yes. <laughs> That's right, in the middle of the valley. All right, three, two, one. Hey, guys, this is Gop Talk, episode five. And with us today is Chris. Hello. That's me. That's it. <laughs> so tell me about your golf talk now. Yeah, so I'm starting uh, my own podcast, uh, Joe Rogan style, where I interview people who interest me. More like a discussion than an interview, because I also really want to let people express themselves and discuss the topics that they want to talk about. Mm-hmm. And it's 2020 style. Now we're doing it through Zoom online. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah, welcome. one we recorded. Welcome to yeah. the 2020s. It's a new decade. New way of life. New way yeah. of communicating. It's true. We start off the decade with a bank. That's right. <laughs> where, where do you technically start counting? Because like 2020... I don't know, like some people count decades on the first year. Some people start on year zero, right? So what would you consider the new decade? January 1st, 2020. Yeah, me too. So it's me been too. a year into the 2020s decade. A year in. Yeah, it's February now. And, you know, we still got nine years to go. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a great decade. I can feel it. I feel it too. I really feel it. And a lot of transformation. For sure. Definitely a lot's changing. And uh, at least for us personally, a time to build our infrastructure. That's right. The base layer, the yes. foundation. That's what I'm focused on. So what? Uh, you're building Les Architectures, Les Architectures, Gop. Incorporated. It's so funny Arcat. you use that name. It's it's the first name you gave it, right? 
It's right. Then I had to legally change the name for $800. That's hilarious. <laughs> so what do you call it now? Gop Architecture? No, no. It's called Les Services Immobiliers Hagop Sarian Inc. That's true. That's this is true. A Quebec laws. Had to tie it into my real estate license. So. Because how does it work? You, you have to have your name in there and then your occupation, what you're doing, like a descriptor. Yeah. And then what but, type of company it is at the end? Yeah, but this is specifically for real estate brokering. If you want to tie your license to your corporation, um, these are requirements. So it, it became a, a mouthful. Yeah. Do you have like a shortened name for it? Because I know with mine, with Space Paddles, we're, we're the Space Paddles company, but like officially it's Les Marchandises. Space Paddles, S-E-N-C. Uh, so I don't even remember what S-E-N-C stands for anymore. It's some, some kind of partnership denomination here in Quebec. Yeah, I do. It's called GOP. <laughs> <laughs> All of my businesses will be under the GOP umbrella. But then each one's going to have its own little, little name as well? Exactly. A suffix or a prefix. Mm-hmm. And just like this podcast is called Gob Talk. So yeah. I'm adding the suffix of talk. I love it because you could just put it before or after whatever name you have. Exactly. Gop Talk. And eventually there'll be Gop Reet. And the first building under its ownership will be this building right here. Yeah. And yeah. all my neighbors will be paying me rent. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the 15 year plan. That's a long strategy. But again, the foundations are laid today. That's right. That's right. You're scoping out the building. You're living in it. I'm so a parasite. Understand. I take over <laughs> one unit. And before and you know it, I've taken over the whole building. One unit, then two, then three. Yeah. Are you still planning on renting out your neighbor's thing and then subleasing it? Oh, absolutely. But I don't have the finances to do it right now. Cash flow. That's right, cash because flow. they're going to go through my credit, my earnings, my balances. Mm -hmm. If I go through with the second application and they're going to be like, why does this guy want two units? What's he doing? You know, so I don't even want to touch it right now until I have good cash flow or else they might even kick me out of this unit. Because while they're revising it, they're like, whoa. Yeah. What is he even doing with this one? You know, <laughs> mm -hmm. although they're pretty lenient here because there's a lot of students. So, um, I mean, there's a lot of people without cash flow just living off their parents. So, uh, yeah. So they're pretty understanding in your building. Exactly. But right now is not a good time to sublet because everyone's leaving downtown. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to have to wait till covid restrictions die down and there's interest again to come back downtown then it will actually make sense for me to uh, sublet a unit yeah because now they're all coming to where i live and even further out i mean rent prices are skyrocketing here right now it's insane yeah love the aviators <laughs> me too and they also act as mirrors in your video frame. So you can see 
Do you see what I'm seeing now? Look I, at the I view. see the cityscape. Yeah. Look at the city skyline from my aviators. And you can see the laptop and the microphone, mm -hmm, everything mm -hmm. that's being recorded from. So it allows me to look where I want while still putting my focus on the camera Love and it. gives a reflection. What kind of camera are you using? Oh, my laptop cam. Your laptop cam. Yeah. It's pretty good. It honestly looks better than my webcam. <laughs> <laughs> I got a cheap Chinese one off Amazon. Yeah. Well, I'm really going to move to the GoPro Hero 9 when I can afford that mm -hmm. because I can stream it on OBS. But what I really want the GoPro is to just attach it to anything on my yeah. motorcycle helmet and my car. I'll be able to create content I never can with a laptop camera, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. And the, the lens is also like that wide, wide yeah, the angle. Wide angle and so you, you get a good go view. 4K 60 FPS or 1080 at 240 FPS. That's pretty insane. And it has built-in stabilization. That, that's definitely good for a motorcycle. If you're doing moto vlogs, oh, that'll be perfect for that. The high FPS, so you don't have that motion blur. Stabilization, so it's not all shaky because, you know, our roads aren't always the smoothest thing here. Oh, look, Tubbs just stopped in the frame. Hey, Tubbs. It's like she knows and she just inserts herself for eternity in this frame. Mm -hmm. Yeah, look at her just posing there, looking <laughs> good in the background. Oh, speaking of which, I'm getting a little puppy soon. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Amazing. My family found one. We're going to adopt one. She came from up north. They rescued her off, uh, I think, an Indian reserve, her and like seven other sisters. And, and it's cute because they all have like a thematic thing to their names. They're all named after like winter themes. So her name is Siberia. Wow. Yeah. Is Can't she wait, a man. Siberian husky? We don't really know what she is. She's like definitely husky in her, but maybe also some lab or something else because she doesn't have that complete like wolf wolf-like look to her but her sister does her sister looks a lot more like a husky because we saw two of them we had to pick it was so hard picking but like i don't know her her uh personality was just a little more calm she kind of just because the other one you'd pick her up and she was squirming trying to get away trying to run but this one was very comfortable pick up and she just cuddled in with you you know wow that's really good to hear Next Saturday. Well, this Saturday, actually. Coming right up. Six days. Six days. Maybe she can uh, become friends with your pet as well. They'll meet each other. Yeah, through a Zoom call. Exactly. We'll do this again next week, then. For sure. The two tubs finally met in the last episode. Really? Yeah, across oh, oceans. Tubs I mean, across the Z. country. Tubs yeah. with an S. <laughs> <laughs> How's the other tubs doing? Oh, good. Like all cats. For sure. Living the life. Living the life. 
She's already at a level I will never reach. Tubbs or Ziggy? Tubbs. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe in another incarnation. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> when I incarnate as Tubbs. <laughs> exactly. The next time around. Or the dog you're about to adopt. Siberia. And then be taken care of by Chris's family. And then die in the 2040s. No, 2030s. Yeah, maybe 2030s. Dogs don't live that long. <laughs> Although my last one lived fairly long. I think 17 years. It was an old yeah. man by the time he, he passed. <laughs> what is that in dog years? Like 17 times 7? Something like 120? <laughs> Yeah, man, it looks good where you're at with the sun. I mean, it's nice outside here too, but I'm in my basement right now. Yes, the and cave. I can't wait to go outside. Uh, I don't get how people are quarantining. I, I don't go out for one day and I'm losing my mind. <laughs> I totally get it, man. It's the same here. I can't imagine being inside for more than... 24 hours. Mm -hmm. Even when it's cold. I mean, like this morning I went for a run and it was, it was beautiful out. Cold as fuck, but still. And how's, uh, how's your biking thing happening? Amazing. Amazing. Yesterday I had a great day. Um, I was in a good mood. People were in a good mood. Um, Strangers talking to me on the street. One guy was like, "Wow, good job, man, doing deliveries, doing exercise. And I just got a big smile on my face. People checking me out. Now I feel wealthy, wealthy inside. Absolutely, man. And that's the cool thing about downtown, too. There's just a lot of people that can talk to you. Like out here, it's rare to find a person when you're out on a run or on a bike ride. I mean, there are, but like, it's not like downtown. So it's completely different. That's why I moved here. It's very social. Mm -hmm. But yeah, like how's, how's your bike holding up? You know, bombing through the snow on your winter tires. That's the thing. I've been doing zero maintenance on it because I'm supposed to wash it and degrease it and re-oil it like every week, uh, check the tire pressure. I haven't done any of that <laughs> since November and it's running like a beast. The single speed bikes are amazing. Oh yeah, they're they just require durable. require no maintenance. Durable as fuck. It's, it's, I'm throwing it in banks of snow. I'm plowing through banks of snow and the gears work perfectly. I mean, sometimes there's so much crap in the gears that it turns into a fixed gear bike. <laughs> but uh, other than that, once the snow dries up, it's back to single speed. <laughs> Wait, so you're able to shift gears? What do you mean? Cause you said a single speed, but it feels like a fixed gear. What, what did you mean? 
So a fixed gear is a single speed. Yeah. It's just that the fixed gear is connected directly to the chain. So if the chain moves, if the pedals, um, yeah, if the chain moves, the pedals move. The tires, it all moves together. Oh, okay. Wait, so you have a fixed a, gear. You have like a free hub in the back where you, the wheel could spin independently from your pedals? Exactly. I have oh, a free okay, hub okay. right I now. See. That's my current setup. But the bicycle I bought is really cool because you can flip the back tire and convert it from a fixed gear. I mean, sorry, from a single speed to a fixed gear where I can, you can't coast anymore. I so see. right now I can coast. Right now, I don't need to constantly pedal. But I when see, I transition I to fixed gear in spring, that's when I'm going to learn brakeless biking. And I'm going to learn how to do Crazy. tricks. And eventually, I want to get into wheelies. Yeah. And when you're downtown, maneuvering through the cars, you got to know what to do. You yeah. need that control. Yeah. And I've been outpacing car deliveries at oh, these shorter sure. distances. Because you get the benefit of kind of behaving as a pedestrian while also being on a vehicle. Exactly, exactly. That's the beautiful thing about bicycle. You can't do that on a motorcycle. I can't get on the sidewalk with a motorcycle. I can't burn red lights on a motorcycle. Mm -hmm. But with a bicycle, it's like you will do that in front of a cop, they won't bother you. It's just accepted. It's accepted. And it's That's also because it it's significantly less dangerous. Yeah. That you're riding a, a bicycle that weighs 20 pounds than riding a motorcycle that weighs 450 pounds or a car that weighs um, 2,000 pounds or yeah, 1,000 pounds. something like pounds, that. Depending on your car. So uh, the, the most harm you could cause on a bike is most likely to yourself than to anyone else that's why i feel that enforcement is not as strict on something like a bicycle than a motorcycle or a car Makes and sense. that's the thing like i can i can maneuver like a pedestrian and like a vehicle and i i will i will do my 45 on a sherberg i will do my best i will pedal as hard as i can I'll, i peak at 45 I cannot pedal faster than that. Like even at top speed, I can't hit the 50 just with my legs alone. Well, I that's would be still like an pretty assistant. fast. It's, it's fast. That's really fast. Yeah. That, that, that's as far as I can push myself. So I try to go at those speeds on a busy street, but, uh, what about downhill? You know, like, let's say you go up, I don't know. I don't uh, touch like it. I just heel or something. And then you head down. How fast, how fast do you get like going down? Like, I don't know. How, how far oh, do you go out? You're right. I can hit 50 going downhill. Probably. Eh? Yeah, Some yeah. of those hills downtown, like they're pretty long. Oh, they're pretty long. And I have a lot of experience going up them now. <laughs> <laughs> That's the shitty part. <laughs> do you ever have to get off your bike and walk up? Cause it's just too like slushy, too slippery to pedal uphill. Yeah. If the slope is like 45 degrees. Fuck it. I'm going to walk this, but it depends. If it's the beginning of my shift, I have so much energy. I will pedal up this 45 slope, but after a few hours, I'm out of gas. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I'm getting really excited about getting an electric bike 
just electric vehicles in general is that I can assist the power I already have. Yeah. So I can just grind up a hill with the power and then everything else, I just use my legs. And then the cool thing is when you're headed downhill, you could also recharge your bike. You're right. Because it recuperates the energy. You're right. But that's uh, an investment for another time. It's $2,000. The kind of bike I would want to get is Mm -hmm. $2,000. I'm like, I'd rather get a Kawasaki Z400 for $4,000 and have something with 40 horsepower (laughs) Yeah, Uh, that can do uh, 200 kilometers an hour (laughs) than get an electric bicycle for half the price. I'll get the electric bicycle as a luxury after I get my motorcycle. But for now, on my fixed gear, single speed or my coaster bike no problem i'll use my legs i'll get strong you're good with that yeah but eventually i will definitely get an electric bike so then i'll have three bicycles two manually powered one with gears one without gear (laughs) and then the other one electric and you know probably by then with the way things are going those electric bikes are going to come down in price too absolutely and the technology gets better batteries get get better better. speeds get better I did so much research into electric vehicles. I've already made a list of the next vehicles I'm going to buy because I'm spending my day traveling, mm-hmm. going around. So I realized I need to invest in vehicles and electric makes so much sense because I can charge it within a couple hours in the comfort of my home and then it assists my manual power. So it actually That's puts right. less strain on my body, allowing me to do a longer shift with less fatigue. Because yesterday after five hour shift, I'm exhausted. I had to go to the home and I just had to lie down for a bit. But if I had an electric motor assisting me, say on the verticals, I could come home a lot more rested. For but sure. I don't mind grinding right now because it's making me really strong. Now it's like, okay, I can go up this mountain. You're getting fit. I'm really fit. fit. Yeah. Love it. Love it. So yeah, speaking of that, the next vehicle I'm going to buy, is not a motorcycle. It's not a car. I'm going to buy an electric skateboard. Okay. For the summer. So for the summer, because I've been seeing all these uh, Uber Eats delivery guys, they got their electric bikes. They got their electric scooters with the handlebar. I haven't seen one person on an electric skateboard. And now I want to be the first Montreal delivery guy on a skateboard. That'll draw some attention for sure. And uh, (laughs) absolutely. And I'm really excited because I've always wanted to skateboard. I've always wanted to do it, but I just hated powering it. Like Mm -hmm. you have to step like that. Then after a few meters, you lose power. It makes so much noise. Now that I've been looking at the latest generation of electric skateboards, I'm just blown away. The skateboard I want to buy can do 46 kilometer per hour. I can do Sherbrooke that's ridiculous. That at car speed. It's ridiculous. It's, it's crazy because that's like my top speed on a bike going all out. This is hitting that top speed with zero effort. Just me standing. 
yeah. and with my controller pushing forward. What's the range on these skateboards now? Oh, it's amazing. So the one I'm going to get, is called the Zealot, Backfire Zealot. It's a 46 kilometer top speed with 30 kilometer range. Yeah, that's <laughs> like a full day's work. And if you yeah. have to, you just go home and do they have like swappable battery packs? Like, are you not, even not able to really, buy an no. extra and switch them it's, out? It's not, no, it's not okay, designed so you just, like you that. You, you can it. change the battery if you need to, but it's not a hot swap. But still, you know, let's say, you know, you go out in the morning biking, you get tired, hop on your skateboard, run out of kilometerage on that, you can go back on your bike. Yeah. Ex exactly. That's also why I want multiple vehicles, especially if I have multiple electric vehicles, is I can just go back home, swap it with another vehicle that's charged and then go back out. Or if I want to be old school, just ram that fixed gear. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. Who knows? Maybe even a Tesla one day too. An electric car. Well, that is on my list. For sure. It's on my list, but that's the 100K range. You know, <laughs> I, I, can, I can barely afford... Uh, a motorcycle and it's licensed. So that's in like a couple of years, the Tesla, definitely. And the Teslas are getting so good. The new Tesla, the model, yeah. the, the plate at the plate, it does zero to 60 in less than two seconds. I know. Can you imagine that feeling just getting pressed back in your chair that hard acceleration? Crazy. It's a supercar now. Yeah. And it's supposedly $100,000. It's like you can buy a Lambo, a Ferrari for, um, for 250, or you could buy a Tesla for a hundred, you know, they're just superior machines. Electric's the way to go. That's it. Now the battery energy storage is caught up. I mean, you could just outcompete cars, internal combustion engines, but I don't know. There's still something about having that motor there, you know, the vibration, the noise it makes like on a bike. I don't think I'd ever get an electric motorcycle, at least not for now. I want to hear that engine. I want to feel it between my legs. Same. Well, that's why we need to have both. One of each for car and motorcycle. Yeah. One gas, one electric for the motorcycle and the car. Yeah. You wanted a Mustang, right? Yeah. That's the V8. The V8. So I'm going to have three cars. Honda Civic, the Mustang, and the Tesla. Those will be the three cars I'll need in my life. Eventually, I have a van too, but I don't count that as a car because the van will become a home. The like van your, van, home. your van home? Yeah, that will be, be my apartment on wheels. <laughs> and then I'll have all my electric skateboards, bikes, scooters, all of those guys. Is your van going to be electric powered? I haven't thought about that, but by the time I do get into it, it will probably make sense to get an electric van. Yeah. It's true. Cause if you get into it, let's say five, 10 years from now, but let's say you got into it now, would you rather build your own vans or like buy them new and, and refurbish them or maybe buy used vans? Right. If I got into it now, I would buy a used cheap van, I would do it as affordably as possible. I'd just go gas. But if I had as much money as I needed, I would just go straight to electric even now. But yeah. 
But what about your customer base, right? Because think about the people that would be getting into a van home. I mean, some of them might be like adventurous people who wants like a cheaper RV. But I think there's people that genuinely would want to live the van lifestyle, like our age, that kind of nomad, you know, you go out, you work from home, you work off your laptop in the back of your van. Oh, absolutely. So what I was talking about is the van I would build for myself as a first ah, prototype. Okay, okay, okay. I'm not talking about a commercial product, but I do want to get to that point where I have a company making van homes. Bones. Bones, Bones. Inc. Yeah. It's, it's all one. written out. I have my 12 businesses written yeah. out. I just have to build them one day at a time. You just got to start, you know, step one, the foundation, selling homes. Yeah. Selling real houses. How's that going? How's the market? The market's doing well. Prices are going up. Yeah. But what about your, your, on, on your end? Oh, nothing's going on on my end. Fuck. But that's okay because it gives me the time to focus on other things. True. And I, I've really realized that I don't want to chase after people in this business. It's oversaturated with mm-hmm. workers. There's a lot of people who are struggling to make ends meet exactly as a broker. So I'm diversifying right now and I'm seeing this intellectual property game as a huge part of the foundations to lay down because as I build the GOP brand, people will come to me. That's right. You won't even have to add or like you, your, your brand, your brand will advertise itself sort of thing, right? Yes. The notoriety. Yes. And by making this YouTube video podcast that will be uploaded in the next few days on all platforms, it'll be accessible to everyone. That's what's blowing me away with people building businesses, just creating content Mm -hmm. that you can build a bigger business just filming yourself than you could as a real estate developer or real estate broker. But I'm not, I'm seeing it as a bigger picture of how building the brand will result to more opportunities later on. Right. Cause it's like an autobiography almost like people get to know who you are before they do business with you. Exactly. And they could spend as much time as they want getting to know you because there's thousands of hours of content of you talking, your friends talking. So they'll get to know exactly who you are. Absolutely. And with the GoPro, I can finally get into daily vlogging. <laughs> yeah, you should vlog your, uh, your journey is doing Uber Eats. I absolutely want to. I, that would be I have so, cool. so much fun. I just need a GoPro. Yeah. That's, that's stopping me right now. So I just need like 600 bucks and I'm good to go. Cause Make I'm already happen. wearing a motorcycle helmet. I'd love I to watch just... that. Wait, you wear a motorcycle helmet while doing this? Yeah. <laughs> Why am I going to wear is, is, a flimsy is it your, bicycle helmet? Is it your like head casket thing or, or did you get a full face mask for it? So I have two motorcycle helmets. 
the one I'm using most often right now is the three quarter face. So it's open here, but I have the mask, which I now have strapped on the outside so mm -hmm. I can turn it into a full face or put it on top and open up my face. So when I'm seeing clients, when I'm going into restaurants, I'll open up my face. But when I'm biking, I go full face. So I found this hybrid setup with that black one. And then what about your other one? That one is my master chief helmet. Let me show it to you. Yeah, I yeah, finally yeah. pimped it out. Oh man. Check this out. Wow. And I have three different visors on this. So right now I'm rocking the, the master chief uh, dirt bike. Look, I got these, uh, goggles 100%. Although I also have a transparent visor and an RSD gold mirrored visor. Nice. It's so crazy. Imagine these glasses, but over the whole face and it comes down like this. It looks so futuristic and people can't see where you're looking, but you see clearly out. And I even have a tinted visor in here. Like a drop down? A drop down, yellow, nice. yellow colored. Man, that's sick. How much did you get that helmet for? So everything, including the, the visors, the accessories, $500. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. And it's, it's exactly what I wanted. I didn't want to half-ass this because I wanted a motorcycle helmet that was going to inspire me to get my motorcycle. And I put it on my shelf right there every day. So when I see it, I'm like, I got to get that Kawasaki. You got to do it. Get your you license, follow up, get the bike. That's right. And the jacket. So I'm getting one piece at a time and getting the helmet was the most important piece right now. Mm-hmm. That's it. The slow build, slow build up foundations. This helmet is part of my foundations and I'm using it now to make some cash. And it's there to protect your most important assets. That's it. That's why I'm not wearing bicycle helmet. I do have a bicycle helmet. I use it sometimes when I want to listen to music because mm -hmm. it's, it's just covering like this, you know? Yeah. But this, it's even protecting your chin. That's it. Look how strong that is. You won't break your jaw on this. <laughs> what do you think that bicycle helmet is going to serve you for in a serious accident? Trust me, I still have a little scar next to my eye from when I flipped over my bike. It fell right on my face and I had my glasses on, thankfully. Rock hit me directly in the glasses and the glasses pushed in and cut right into my face. But imagine if they weren't there, my eyeball would be gouged out. 
your story has inspired me to wear motorcycle helmets <laughs> even on a bike even on a bicycle even on a bicycle and i look cool too <laughs> sure master chief gold look i love it man i love it because i'm thinking about getting a second helmet now so i can bring passengers onto my bike too exactly i already have my two motorcycle helmets i have my two motorcycle helmets i just need the motorcycle so yeah, I'm, 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 I'm just wondering, you know, what kind of style can I give my passenger? Should I go with just something basic? You know, just a plain bright white helmet. So it's visible, it's out there. Everyone can notice it. Or do I go with something, you know, crazy like a master chief style, or I was thinking, um, doing like a black helmet, but then putting like gold tape on it, black and gold. I don't know. Still, still thinking about that. If you want the black and gold, my helmet, in black and gold looks so good. So it's the Icon Air Flight. Check it out. And um, the black version of this looks amazing. I just wanted to get this green color because the textures on it are really cool. It's got some futuristic design on it. Mm. And what's so cool is that it already has into the texture some like scrapes you see that yeah so yeah that's it's just got that paint. rugged look rugged look but this will age so well because it will embrace those scrapes that's the right. helmet itself this color is called battle scar so it's my the name says it all it says it all and i'm gonna write it to my wealth i mean financial wealth I like it, man. It's inspiring me. And you inspired me with your motorcycle and your gear and riding with you. That was so much fun. Unforgettable. That was one of my best. That, that was one of the best days of 2020 for me. Oh, yeah. We were paddling on the water. Nice long bike ride. Avoided the cops a bit, too. And Remember? Christy Remember when we were like side by side with the cops and I had to take the right turn to shine like, you know, uh, unbelievable. And this summer we're going to go biking together. Now I have two bikes and eventually I'll have the whole fleet. You can take the skateboard. I'll take the scooter or the fixed gear. It's like, we'll swap out if we're like four or five guys. Amazing. We'll, we'll grab all my bike, all my vehicles. We'll go as a squad. <laughs> you know, I already have three helmets, so Man. <laughs> I'm getting ready. It's as incredible a, as squad living riding downtown. It's incredible living in this day and age because there's just so many ways to move. I mean, like some of these I couldn't even imagine like four or five years ago. An electric skateboard, like what the, what is? Yeah, that? that's going 46 kilometers. That's hour. nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. For downtown, I don't need to go faster than that. For sure. And the maneuverability of a skateboard, that's even more maneuverable than a bike. You could just pick it up and walk with it. Exactly. Pick that's why I want to do it. You. I got to do it. Starting spring, let's go. Backfire zealot. I'm going to zoom around the city. You know, because that's, that's one thing I noticed, because I have delivered downtown a few times, but like with my car, it's so difficult in a car 
It's so hard. You get stuck in traffic. Parking is impossible. And you spend half your time outside of your car anyways, you know, just traveling vertically, going up and down the buildings. So I got to leave my car behind on the street, put it at risk of getting a ticket because it's always illegally parked. Yeah, exactly. But see, right now I'm killing it on my regular bicycle. I'm outpacing cars, uh, walkers on my bike. But I can take it to the next level on my skateboard because I won't even need to lock it. I grab it. It weighs 40 pounds. I'm strong. I grab it. I go inside. I won't even. 40 pounds? That's pretty damn heavy for a skateboard. Well, actually. Oh, the battery pack. It's probably a big pack, eh? Is it 40 pounds or am I confusing it with another one? But maybe the anyways, scooter's 40 pounds. Oh, the scooter. Sorry, the scooter's 40 pounds. I confuse it with the scooter I wanted to buy. <laughs> Um, no, I think it's 20 pounds. Anyways, it's like light enough for me to pick up, which is insane because I can pick up my bike to park it, but I can't carry a bike into a building because it's huge. Yeah. Getting, it, getting a bike through a door is really hard. With a skateboard, a, I mean a longboard. You could just slide it into your backpack. Exactly. So I'm, I'm really excited. That's dope. I'm going to be turning heads this summer. And um, I wonder how the police are going to react. Well, I wonder how cities are going to react. Because with all these new ways of travel, I mean, think about like city planning and city design. Most of our cities are built for cars now. Mm -hmm. But that's going to change. Like, can you imagine what the cities of 2050 are going to look like? Completely different. Completely different. Oh, maybe they'll have the infrastructure there for not just bikes, but those electric scooters. People will probably have electric like rollerblades by then too, you know? Yeah. Or electric shoes. Electric shoes. You, you have shoes that are flat and then you push a button and the rollerblades pop out and you're good to go. Do you remember Heelys? Yeah. Those were so cool. In elementary school, man, you were the coolest kid if you had them. Or those light up shoes. Oh yeah. These, these new rollerblade, electric rollerblades, they'll be able to do it all. Light up, pop in and out, have 30 kilometer range. Dude, imagine 50 kilometer an hour on electric rollerblades. At that point, I'd be terrified, but I'm gonna learn firsthand on the skateboard. Cause you probably have to get like a body scary. Suit. Like special uh, jacket, elbow pads. That's what I'm, th well, I have the wear motorcycle your, helmet. Wear your motorcycle gloves, motorcycle helmet. Yeah, motorcycle gloves, motorcycle helmet. You're right. I might have to get some pads. If You'll I'm probably need pads for like your joints, like your elbows, shoulders, knees, and hips. <laughs> Protect the, the vital areas. Yep. Well, doesn't a motorcycle jacket already have a lot of that padding built it in? It does. It, so well, I could just use a motor, my motorcycle jacket. I guess you could, yeah. But it, it might be too, because they're not that breathable. Mm. It might be too hot in the middle of summer to wear a full-on motorcycle. But I mean, if you're moving at 40 kilometers an hour, that's not bad. <laughs> that's some good airflow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. I'm looking forward to coming biking with you then. Sounds like a great idea. Can enjoy downtown on bikes. That's it.
Maybe I can bike over too. I mean, it's a bit of a long journey. I'll probably be tired by the time I get there, but still. 40K? Actually, that's not so bad. I could probably do it. It's only 40K to your house. You're a strong man, of course. And it's in here. Yeah. Yeah. Because even when your body is exhausted, you can still push yourself. <laughs> you know? <laughs> That's right. Even when you feel like it's the limit, that, probably only halfway there. Yeah, that's what I learned from marathon training. It's like, oh, you, you think you're out of energy? You keep going. <laughs> not even keep close. Going. You're not done yet. <laughs> yeah. Same with the dragon boating, you know? You're on your third, fourth race, starting to feel that pressure, adrenaline starts pumping, and suddenly you're good to go again. And you're winning the championship. Well, I love your name, the practical philosopher. Yeah. It's my alias. Nice. It's also the name of my channel. Yeah. And like I said, I'm also going to record this, put it up on my channel. So we can have like a two-parter. Well, I guess we're going to have the same content, but still. So, so who have you interviewed so far? You <laughs> in episode two. Kunal. Oh, that's true. I, yeah, I came over when we were controlling the colors in the background. You got it. I was uh, rewatching that two days ago and I was surprised at how good the audio quality is from that little microphone that we, you were using the mug to keep in place. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Your little level PS4, microphone. PS4 microphone. PS4. Yeah. The record podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what kind of mic are you using now? Uh, professional one, I see. Um, Semi-professional. It's semi $60, $60 off Amazon. Okay. So I'm using not... this. <laughs> you know what? The quality is good. Honestly, yeah. technology is getting good to a point where even the low-end stuff is at a good quality. Mm -hmm. So eventually, I would want to get a $600 microphone, but a $60 microphone is the perfect place to start because you get a good, good enough quality, but that doesn't break the bank. Mm -hmm. And as you become more successful, as your IP starts generating revenue, then you can invest into better hardware. Yep. But I mean, like 99% of it isn't the hardware. It's the people. Exactly. That's what really matters. So you just got to get started yeah. with whatever hardware you have. Although getting good hardware, it helps. It, it helps because then you're just providing the highest possible quality in terms of the content of you as a person, but the video and audio quality as well. But I mean, so, like you said, the quality, even for the low end stuff is so high. Like you'd have to be an audiophile to really recognize the audio difference between like a $60 mic 
and a $600 mic nowadays. It's yeah. Wow. I just noticed that we can <laughs> watch the sun moving on my face. Right now, it's directly in the center. Earlier, it was half face. Mm -hmm. It's so cool. And you can see the view. Look at this view. Lovely. I'm having so much fun doing this right now. Like, this moment is a lot of fun. Same, man. Same. This is, this is life. This is how it was meant to be lived. And we're creating our own platforms to express ourselves. That's what blows me away. Is this, this would have been impossible three decades ago, four mm -hmm. decades ago. Maybe not impossible. You know, there's, there were still ways to do it. It was just much There were ways, but there were gatekeepers. Yes, that's true. That's true. And you had to do what they wanted. Three minute clip, done. Mm -hmm. But here we can talk about anything for hours. It, it, it's exactly. complete creative freedom and doing it off this 2016 laptop, this $60 mic, this $50. I mean, this was more, but I bought it used. <laughs> so it's just like, it's more about expressing your creativity than the hardware you're expressing it with. Well, the hardware is just an extension of our faculties, of, of me, yeah. of you, of all of us. It's, it's pretty amazing. Actually, I got something here. I got a new hard drive so I could store the gig, gigabytes and terabytes of storage. Yes. Because my new phone, I actually got a new phone too. Beautiful phone. Fucking love it. What's it? What's, what is it? S20 what? Ultra. I went S20 all Ultra? I got top of the line. You dropped fifteen hundred dollars. No, I'm actually. I have a payment plan on it through my uh, through my provider with Fido. Okay. So I'm paying it out across twenty four months. Better for the cash flow. Makes that way, I don't have to drop sense, it all right actually. now. Because money now is worth more than money later. It's true. In twenty four months, there'll be so much inflation that you would have made money. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's also an opportunity cost because I keep this money now. And I get to use it to other productive means that will earn me more income so that by the time the next payment comes, it's paid for. But yeah, so this, this thing can record an 8K. Wow. So it just churns data. It's, it's, it's insane. I mean, I don't use the 8K. I just use 4K because the 8K, like literally, I think 100 gigs goes in something like, like 40 minutes. You know, so if you're putting out hours of content every week, you're going to need, 80. you're going to need a lot more than one four terabyte hard drive. Let me tell you that much. For sure. But 4K is fine. I mean, like there aren't any 8K screens that are like popularly available now anyways. So 4K is beautiful. It's true, but it doesn't hurt to future proof your content because your content will outlive you. So in a hundred years, it might be a bit nicer to watch on 8K than 1080. That's true. If you had that option at the time, but it's also perfectly okay to watch 1080 in a hundred years. Oh yeah. I mean, 1080 already looks pretty much all the way there. It and 
even it's, then it's, you would have AI that can recreate it, upscale it to a much higher degree where it could take a 1080 video and turn it into a, a 3D VR space that you could walk through. That's a very good point. That's a, that's actually a very good point. Like your, uh, your 3D camera thing you did there with, uh, with your mom's house, the virtual tour. Yeah. You're right, because it's only a matter of time before AI becomes intelligent enough to piece together video. I mean, yeah, I can't even imagine how it would do it. I'm, I'm thinking maybe something like it would take many videos and sort of learn, like it would be able to recreate this background. Let's say I took five other videos in here from slightly different angles, might be able to interpolate some things and actually build a space. And then it, it'll be like you're sitting next to me here or with you. You know, if in VR, take together all your GOP talks, your different angles, builds it in VR, and you could sit with GOP and have a conversation with them. Maybe it'll even be smart enough to recognize your speech patterns and recreate conversations like in live time, like, like an AI version of you. That'll be a real mindfuck because then we'll start to wonder, you know, who we really are. And how do you know the AI is accurately recreating me? You wouldn't know. But how do you know, like, if anyone you're speaking to isn't an AI at that point? You wouldn't know. You would never know. The whole world would become blurred. I mean, for all I know, already we have, like, deep fakes and stuff. Am I really talking to you, Goff, right now? <laughs> <laughs> you're right because it's just a video for all i know maybe this is a pre-recorded video <laughs> that'll take some serious processing power to pre-record say a trillion iterations of how this conversation can go down and then switch between them playing back to me your feed. So I think I'm really talking to you, but I'm talking to you like 10 years ago, let's say, or even like 10 months ago. 2020. But maybe we're not there yet. Or maybe where? I mean, like, what are your thoughts on time? The way time flows. Time flows from a three-dimensional perspective. But from a hyper-dimensional perspective, all of time exists. See, there you go. So how can we be sure that now is really now? Our direct experience. But this is what I'm saying with the deep fake videos now, because they're so good at, 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 you know, recreating the likelihood or, or the livelihood of people that you can't really be sure of what you're watching anymore, if it's real or not. If it's just a, a reconstruction, let's say, of what really was there. And then when you take that to the next level, you could be watching reconstructions in real time, not just pre-recordings. 
You're right. And the hardware will get to that level in combination with the software to emulate that. Mm -hmm. Just look how quickly technology is moving. It's unbelievable. And we're still at a lower point in the exponential curve. We're yeah. still in the early 21st century. <laughs> yeah, can you imagine what like 82nd century technology looks like? Yeah. I, I mean, where is still only in like the third decade of the internet being established. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and speaking of that, I'm starting to see this as a real estate grab, a land grab. Like, cause I've been studying a lot of YouTubers and just people creating content and the most successful people today, they all started in like 2009 mm -hmm. and they just did it every day for 10 years. And now they're huge. I mean, they were huge before, but at the, like the 10 million subscriber count. So instead of being like, Oh, that opportunity is gone. No, it's still here. It just, the market is so much more saturated. So you have to be even more creative, uh, to stand out. Well, just like in the real economy, we're probably going to see some booms and busts along the way. Yeah. So people that get huge, maybe you have a hundred million, a billion subscribers at some point, who knows <laughs> that might pop. And then all those people are going to be looking for somebody new to uh, consume content from. So it'll kind of breathe its way in and out. Yeah, so there's so much opportunity within this decade as well. So that's why I want to turn it into a discipline of creating content. So I can. And, and another thing. It, it takes like 10 years. That's what I'm seeing really. Yeah. From all the people I've been looking into, they took about 10 years. Whether like even musicians, you will make crappy songs for 10 years before you're good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And most of these guys will start at 15 years old and okay at 25 they'll do something that uh, gets people's attention so i'm looking at this decade like that that it, i might as well just go all in now in 2021 instead of seeing the lost opportunity of yeah. not having started in 2009 like I mean, that's what do you have not, to lose you got nothing to lose it's free. It's essentially free to make this stuff. Yeah. Other than your time. Other but than your time. I, I enjoy doing it. So it's exactly. just so much fun. Exactly. So there's really no loss. And what exactly. I was going to say before is, um, you know, you don't even have to become the biggest. Like, yeah, sure. Somebody got to 100 million subscribers in 10 years. By the next 10 years, maybe they'll be at a billion. But then you yourself... You will be at a hundred million. You'll be at a hundred million. Yeah. Or 10 million or 1 million, but you did what you love. Or 10,000 10 could be anything. Could be zero still. Maybe you got unlucky and it's still zero, but you're right. You just do what you love. So there's, there's nothing lost. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, I'm just hanging out with my friend right now. 
That's it. No big With deal. Tubs. And tubs still in the background. Just, just chilling. It's like she knows. It's like she knows we were talking about her. And she's gone. That's amazing. Yeah. Wow, it's so cold that all the hot air coming out of buildings is immediately condensing. So I just see plumes of white smoke from all the building tops right now. Clouds forming right before your eyes. And that's right, the buildings are forming clouds. <laughs> Well, there are no clouds in the sky right now. It's all blue. So how long have we been recording for? Almost an hour. Looks like an hour. Nice. I can't even see. There's so much sun in my face. I can't see the screen. Well, I can see. I I, I see the shadow moving. It's coming across your face now. The shadow's gonna leave soon. It's been one hour. Wow. <laughs> I love this overexposed, underexposed lighting. It's crazy. <laughs> but that's what I see every day. You're getting to see what I see is the movement of the sun and the moon and the stars and the clouds and the colors in the sky. Yeah, all reflected off your aviators. That's it. It's a mirror into your life. Yeah. While well, still giving me discretion. <laughs> yeah, you can see exactly where I'm looking. Looking there, I could be looking there. See my eyes. Letting everyone know what's going on, where I'm looking. Yeah, I picked up this trick from Casey Neistat. Mm. A little bit of privacy. That's the thing, you know, when you're online, I can't tell if you have privacy or if you never have privacy. 
it's like this in between new state of things. Cause at the same time, anyone could see you at any moment of the day, 24 seven, and it's there forever. But like, it's not you, they're not interacting with you. There's this kind of insulation, like a digital insulation. It's like a past version of you they're interacting with. That's right. A reproduction. Reproduction. So that's what I mean. I can't tell if it's very private to have an online presence or, or very public to have, like, like it's almost both. Cause nobody's really going to directly talk to me unless it's right now, like, like you and I, but people that, you know, might comment on our videos, it's like this distanced thing, but yet I'm always there. See what I mean? I'm always there in something like, I even after never, you're dead, I can never leave. It's always going to be there. That's right. So it's just strange to, to be in this kind of superposition of things, you know, I like that superposition. That's right. The superposition of waves. We're just reproducing it here on the internet through electrical signals that are being recorded right now and reproduced indefinitely. As ones and zeros. As ones and zeros. On hard drives, on SSDs. That's right. On some server somewhere. Maybe servers we don't even know about. Servers we never even consented to. Somebody's hacking this conversation somewhere, surely. That's right. Let's make a shout out to the hacker. What's up? <laughs> I know you're listening. So yeah, how do you feel about this kind of both having an insulated digital thing going on? where you have a little privacy, but also where you're never going to have privacy, where everyone's going to get to see you at all times. How do you feel about that? I'm coming to terms with it because I do want to express myself. And this is the most practical way to do it, to get the reach. It takes some practice, I find, and learning how to deal with it. Mm -hmm. And this podcast is great for that. Just being comfortable recording yourself and making it public. Because I learned so much from the first podcast. Life chatter. That's right. You're right. So now, now I know what to say and what not to say at a privacy level mm. because sometimes you do reveal things that are way too personal and then that's just there forever because even if you've deleted it someone's recorded it that's right. someone's taken a snapshot or uh ripped out the video the audio it's a permanent record yeah 
I, I have uh, some YouTube videos recorded because I know they're going to get removed, you know? Me too. I back all of them up and not even on one place, on two places. Yeah. Just, just in case. Because you want to be in control of the source. Because say I didn't have any backups. Who's to say that YouTube's not just going to destroy my channel, delete everything. I need the backups. They totally have a right to do so. It's their platform. And I'm using it for free. Well, I am paying exactly. premium right now, but, uh, <laughs> I but just, still. but it's, it's good for me because when I'm out and I want to listen to music, I can do it off my phone. Yeah. Yeah. And especially with the state of the world today, with all this censorship happening, I'm, I'm, I'm actually starting to wonder if this is going to kind of spawn a new wave of competition for YouTube, uncensorable platforms, maybe using something like cryptocurrencies where, where it's, it's censorship resistant because right now, I mean, YouTube has ultimate power over what it can show you. It's algorithms, you know, the whole thing runs on an algorithm to, to recommend things for people. So even if they don't, completely ban you off their platform, they can kind of ban you in the shadows or put you in the shadow where no one's going to find you, where when you search up a video, it'll link you to a hundred different things. And you're like the hundred and first down the list, you know, but, but even going deeper than that, I think there are governments out there asking YouTube to get rid of certain content. Same with Facebook, same with maybe Twitter, Definitely TikTok. I mean, China's probably telling them what they can and can't show. So I'm just, I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to seeing new competition get brought up. That'll give YouTube a run for its money, let's say. I, I agree with you. I watch so many YouTubers who will silence themselves because they don't want to get demonetized. They say one thing, you lose your income. Mm -hmm. So there's a, a serious punishment to the point where people censor themselves before the AI even does it. Mm -hmm. Before a political party gets rid of something, you've already done it yourself. Uh, and um, I was watching Jake Tran's video on Chinese billionaires disappearing. And it's, it's terrifying of you say something bad once on the government. Next thing you know, you've been abducted, even though you're a billionaire. That's right. <laughs> all, all for censorship, all that money, all that power. And even that can't protect you. Yeah, because they have their own CIA and they go around abducting people. Regardless, even if you hide in the U.S., they will come for you. You've said something bad about the party, game over. <laughs> and it's not just like that there. It's like that everywhere. Every right. country is censoring people because of here, this. Because now US. we can all like, here's the thing. We all have a voice now. We can all express ourselves and show it to everyone in the world instantly. And, and governments want to stay in their old way of just controlling, censoring everything. 
So you're right. There, it would be nice to see new platforms come around that tackle this issue because the way YouTube's doing it is you have so little, so many restrictions mm -hmm. that you censor yourself, even if you don't get censored afterwards. And here's the crazy thing. I don't actually think YouTube wants to do this. They, they it, don't. It would be in YouTube's best interest to have everyone on their platform just doing whatever they want. You too. Exactly. You. But the government steps in and forces them. So YouTube's censoring themselves as well. And they can't do anything about it because even a corporation the size of Facebook cannot resist the powers of entire nations. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm seeing. It's like at the highest levels of power, you want to rule the nation so that you rule the corporations and the individuals within that nation. So even having a corporation like these billionaires, as I said, even at all that level of power, you're still, still tiny enough. compared to the people who are really on top. It's crazy. The trillionaires, this like there are <laughs> the trillionaires, trillionaires, right? Probably. Seriously. Yeah. We think Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk are the richest people at 190 billion US dollar. That's a joke. There are trillionaires secretly hiding today. Mm -hmm. We'll never know who the trillionaires are, but they exist. People who control entire countries, but that's, at a certain level, I just can't see one person being able to possess that much power because there's always going to be like just other things that are going to occupy your mind and other things that, are, that you're going to have to interact with. You know, like, like you're still going to have responsibilities to your friends, to your allies. So it's impossible for one person to control that much. Well, it's not because you have proxies. You have armies of people underneath you serving you. You just implant the vision and they execute. Well, that's see, like how a government works. So if you're the head of the government, you have all these people doing what you want. So but what I mean is within 24 hours, you can rule so much. But it's still a two rate. It's still a two way street because even though those people are serving you, they're still selfish in their own way and, and they expect you to serve them in a certain way as well. So it's a give and take. Yes. Unless they are completely terrified into obedience. It's true. Maybe, maybe they're so terrified that the only service you're giving them is the guarantee that you won't kill them or put them in jail. Yeah. Or torture them. <laughs> but even that's not a guarantee. Nope. You can never be too sure. But yeah, it's just, it's, it's crazy living through this time period because we get to feel this push pull. We get to experience it. The downfall of YouTube. Is that going to be a thing? Like what's going on? Downfall of Facebook. You would think these companies would be untouchable. Something like Google. I mean, look how big and powerful they are, but I, I'm seeing some cracks starting to form and it's, uh, it's quite interesting, quite interesting. Yeah. Now your shadows half, half the other half.
swap sites. So how much longer do you want to go for here? As long as you want. I don't mind calling it a day if you want to cut it. But if you have more to express, then we can go keep going. What do you feel like? Does it kind of feel like I've reached another roadblock? I don't know what to talk about. I don't know what to say. All right, then let's call it a day. <laughs> we'll call it a day. All right. Thanks for tuning in. This has been Chris joining us today on this sunny day in Montreal. Thanks for having me on Golf Talk. No problem.